0: Prepare for trouble. And make it double. To protect the world from devastation. To unite
1: all peoples within our nation. To denounce the evils of truth and love. To extend our reach to the stars above. Megan. Scotty. Fun fiction blast off at the speed of light. Surrender now or prepare to fight. Jeffrey D. Morgan. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, James, Scotty, Megan. Duncan, not get hot papa Welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like. I'm definitely a jelly donut and absolutely not on a Geary. Scotty Moore! And I'm in a
0: vague and unspecified but still deeply unsettling personal relationship with Mr. Mime. I'm Ash Ketchum's mom. I mean, Megan Danger.
1: <laughs> um... I did tell you before, to prep for our little opening, our little cold open, I pulled up the genius lyric page for the Team Rocket motto, and, (laughs) bud, it's a lot, prepare for trouble and make it double genius annotation this line may be interpreted in a couple of ways this line might be a warning that Jesse is mentally unstable and might do something stupid James follows up commenting that he's mentally unstable as well he uses the word double as a hint that he's just as unstable as Jesse in another interpretation (laughs) trouble might be a name for a coffee type in some sort of hipster cafe you probably never heard of Jesse's ordering a trouble while James wants a double trouble you better make that decaf or you're going to grow a bit anxious and unstable
0: they're, they're gonna make t- trouble and there's two of them <laughs> that's the point
1: To protect the world from devastation, to unite all peoples within our nation, Team Rocket's very misunderstood. Their reputation's usually comparative to some lowly thug mafia, but they're actually above that. They're ecological, green, and with a CO2-neutral policy. They also support globalization. They're currently (laughs) working towards getting a delegate in the UN, which will be the first step towards a perfect world. (laughs)
0: Jesse Jesse, and James wrote these annotations.
1: Meowth, that's right. Annotation. This might be a stab at the right-wing conservatives who are against Team Rocket's globalization project. <laughs> Whoever wrote this, I love you. Castlon. you're the best. Team Rocket
0: definitely wrote these annotations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: under, under the foolish name of Castlon. So, we're talking... I hope everyone knows we're talking about Pokemon this week. Otherwise, this has been a very bizarre open to the show for you.
0: All of our openings are bizarre as fuck. Why would we stop now? <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah. I've, we already kind of did this in season zero, but just to re- give a quick refresher of my history with it, I remember being staying home from school sick, and then the ghost episode came on where they all go to the haunted house and you meet gingar and the gang and the gangar get gingar uh, Gengar? Ging- Gingar? My,
0: my my friend Gengar?
1: My friend Gengar and his <laughs> Gengar friends? Yeah, and I immediately fell in love with it and bought a bunch of Pokemon cards that I brought to school and they were immediately taken away from me by my gym teacher and I've never forgiven him to this day. That piece of shit. <laughs> also, fun little non-binary follow-up. Are you a boy or a girl? No, uh... I remember as a child, I can't remember how this worked out, but did you, they did this thing to boys where they clasped your hands together and then they said you can't unclasp your hands till you touch a girl's butt. I know. (laughs) What? I was in second grade, and they were trying to get me to sexually assault people, and in reply, I did say, well, you guys always talk about the fact that I'm girly, and I'm a girl, So, and then I touched my own butt, and then the guy um, made me give him a con- an onyx, a, uh, a holographic onyx card to not tell everybody that I was a girl. Wow. So, hold on, let me just put that can of worms (laughs) on the shelf there.
0: But we don't have time to unpack all that. Well, we don't have
1: time (laughs) to unpack all that. Hi, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, joining (laughs) you for Pokemon. Machamp's my favorite. (laughs) Not (laughs) Geodude? No, he's stealing my gimmick, because he's a rock and I'm a rock, you see. So were you an OG Pokémoner? Were you from the from the beginning? Yeah,
0: I was like ni- 8 or 9 when it came out. I was literally the target demographic.
1: <laughs> no, I mean like were you a first episode cuz like what was it the, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about that with Gravity Falls. Like were you a first episoder? or were you like me where it wasn't until some cool cool ghost showed up that you were like Pokémon?
0: Oh yeah, I was like a first episode. I remember um Because that was the thing, uh, when they're saying, you know, on the news, where it was like, there's a new cartoon from Japan, and if you watch it, your children will have seizures and die. And I was like, fuck yeah! Except, you know, I was like eight, so it was like, fuck yeah!
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to edit out the fuck, but no, it was just a more high-pitched fuck yeah.
0: (laughs) Pretty much. And so, yeah, I, like, had to watch that shit, um... And so yeah no like day day one I was on that Pokemon grind I had oh my god I remember for um my 10th birthday um in in what was a childhood filled with parenting ups and downs to, to <laughs> If you want this is I gonna be an gonna episode say, filled of-
1: with parenting upsies.
0: Yes. <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna be opening and closing various cans of worms. Yeah. Uh a a very fond uh childhood memory I have is for my tenth birthday, um I did get like this really goofy little like electronic Pokedex uh, oh hell yeah! Yeah, it it, it had it was like a glorified little calculator basically, and my dad did like print out a little like certificate that was
1: like that basically <gasps> said like oh.
0: Megan is ten years old and can now go out and become a Pokemon trainer.
1: <laughs> That's adorable. See, like I don't remember any distinct like me birthday parties in general. Um, which is another can of worms. (laughs) This is going to be a dark episode. (laughs) This
0: Pokemon episode's going to go to some places.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I I don't remember any for me, but I remember one of my friends having one, and it was like fourth grade, and so I bought him like a box set, or my parents bought it for me, to give to him a box set of cards from the gold and silver lineup, and I remember he got a Totodile, and I immediately... Why do all my stories about childhood card games involve me stealing cards from people cuz did eat that Totodile away. I was like, "No, no, no, no. Totodile's mine. That's my bitch. I love Totodile." Totodile's adorable.
0: Yeah, cuz I was going to say, my my other my only other like significant like Pokemon item related childhood memory cuz it's like I have great Pokemon like game and show and stuff related memories. My tangible yeah pokemon item related childhood memory is unfortunately at the other end of the spectrum and that is when i was like 12 or 13 um my dad taking my entire collection of pokemon cards (gasps) and uh definitely throwing them away when he uh threatened to throw me out of the house
1: (laughs) that's you know, I hate the fact that I should, as a good, loving friend, be like, that's terrible that happened to you. But instead, my mind immediately went to, that's so much money. That is so much money in Pokemon cards now. You definitely could have made like millions of dollars using those now. Mi-
0: millions? Are you sure? Because I feel like a lot of them, when you go back and look at them now, are like
1: $4. I have a Shining Mewtwo first edition. That is worth like $600. Holy shit. (laughs) Except it is bent in half. (laughs) There's just a massive (laughs) crease going down the center of it. And I was furious. I remember getting my old Pokemon cards going through and being like, "Mm, let's see how much that one is. Oh, no. (laughs) That's worth a lot of money if there wasn't a big-ass crease in the middle of it. I don't know why, I was, I I guess it's because I was a redneck baby, and redneck babies love shiny shit, but I loved shining Pokemon. Like, my favorite Pokemon to this day is Shining Gyarados, because that bitch is red, and it's like, take your favorite Pokemon, but now make it cool.
0: (laughs) I feel like most of mine were, like, fairly basic, like, I wasn't, like, a hardcore collector, it was just like, this looks cool, this looks cool, um, I remember I did have a couple, because... I did, like, trade with kids at, like, summer camp, and I had the one that I thought was so cool, and then I remember looking it up later, because I was curious if it was ever worth, like, I wonder if that ever ended up being worth money, and it was not, was that one, it was Japanese, and it was misty, uh, shirtless, like, silhouette, it was nipple misty nipsy nipsy not it it wasn't worth shit it's like seven dollars oh shit side boob side side boob misty is not worth shit
1: (laughs) i really wish i knew where that shining gyarados was because it's upwards of six hundred dollars on ebay that's wild Look up look up
0: Sideboob Misty.
1: Did you ever have that one? I, I did not, but the Oh my god, the artwork on the Shining Gyarados card is bitching. I love it today. <laughs> and the Shining Magikarp, because it was just like a normal Magikarp. But what if golden? What if Golden, though? I'm looking up Sideboob Misty and I'm terrified. It's not, to see. I mean, it's
0: it's not it's it's a Pokemon card. It's not that perverted, but when you're a child, it's like oh, Sideboob Misty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Boy, there's a lot of inter- things that I just can't talk about when I look up side boob well, Misty. you have to say
0: Poke, specify that you're looking for a Pokemon card. Don't just type in side boob
1: Misty. Oh, is it called Misty's Tears? Yeah, I think maybe. It's like a trainer's card yeah. where it's got... Yeah, and yeah, that's And she's holding definitely... like a
0: Staryu or something. Yeah, Shining Gyarados does look pretty dope.
1: Yeah, I found the top ten most provocative... <laughs> <laughs>
0: provocative...
1: <laughs> Uh number five is my favorite, which is Machamp, but he's just got a big dunk on there. It's just big <laughs> ass Machamp. What? It's very, very good. Um oh, then there's one of Miltank looking inappropriately seductive with her udders out. And then one called Moo Moo Milk, which um is a centrit suckling from the body of a cow
0: (laughs) these are uh this is great audio content but now i have to see what the oh oh no (laughs) i have found the moo moo milk card why does it look like that why is the art like that that's very bad
1: it's real bad, my dude. Um, but yeah, outside of those, like the Onyx card that was taken away from me because I revealed I was non-binary far too early into my childhood. That one, that that was one I really want uh, again. And then for me, I liked like the extraneous. oh that milk Tank
0: is presenting.
1: it is for me i loved like the extraneous shit because it was the 90s the era of we're just gonna make fucking everything with this and so like i remember do you remember the pokemon coin game where it was like a cassette like a, a cd case like a cd jewel case but inside of it were three golden coins with like a little I'm gonna have to use this term, which is bad because we just talked about that mill tank, but like a nipple on it <laughs> so you could spin it and then they would crash into each other. So it was like Beyblades before Beyblades was a thing.
0: Okay, no. You know what? I thought I knew what this was, but actually I have no fucking idea. I Hold had, on. God, I had Pokemon board game. I never actually learned how to play the Pokemon card game. Just had yeah. the cards. I don't... I don't know. Anyone who knows how to play the Pokemon card game, I think, might be a sociopath.
1: Oh, yeah, 110%. Also, the... Oh, man, do you remember the Burger King? Like, it, w- they would give you a, a legit-ass Pokeball, but inside it was, like, a golden... A thick, golden card of, like, certain Pokemon. Like, there was a Pikachu one. I think there was a Charizard one.
0: Maybe... I remember that when you went to go see the first Pokemon movie, they gave you a special card.
1: Oh, you, you're talking about the Mew that looks, like, super weird and shit, like Runic, and it had, like, a different look to any other card they ever produced? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was, I, I have multiples well, of yeah, those. Well, yeah, that's that's
0: not worth a damn thing, but it felt special at the time. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, 110%. Same thing with what sucks is, like, I got into Yu-Gi-Oh! when I was older, so it didn't feel special. It just felt like, I can get all three Egyptian god cards if I buy this video game? Let's fucking go. Let's do it, mon ami. Uh, I'm just trying to remember, like, all the weird shit. Like, I had a Pokemon pinball game. For the Game Boy, I think. And to this day, it might be one of my favorite games I've ever played. It's such a good... Like, it's it's just a pinball game with a Pokemon overlay. But oh my god, it was fun. <laughs> I'm trying to send you pictures of this Pokemon battling coin game. Because it is fucking legit. It's so cool. Because I don't think I've ever seen anything... Be in a jewel CD case, and that be the way they they sell things. My grandfather still has like five hundred thousand of them because he was like, "These will be worth something in the future." No, they ain't. They ain't. I've looked it up numerous times. So, if you were a a gym leader,
0: what would your what would your predominant type oh. be?
1: I mean, if, I, if I, I gotta go off my Yu-Gi-Oh shit. Probably dragon type. Probably be a dragon type boy. Drag. I love dragons. So probably like dragon or fire type, something in that. I thought if you were going to say which gym leader would I be, and it would be 110% Lieutenant Surge. I'd be <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of Lieutenant Surge. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> what about you? Where, where are you falling in the world of, of Pokemon trainers? Ghost. <laughs> ghost. ghost ghost
0: for the aesthetic baby.
1: <laughs> is that your so is your favorite pokemon a ghost cuz I've already I've already unleashed mine. My favorite pokemon to the world and it's a shining ass gyarados
0: Um it's either gengar or mimikyu.
1: Mimikyu is the saddest Pokemon because every Pokemon has to be sad, but Mimikyu somehow hits close to home. Mimikyu feels like extra depressing for some reason. Mimikyu, I don't know. It's just, maybe that's
0: it. Maybe Mimikyu is hashtag relatable. Um, yeah. I just you just you just want to take him home. Well, I played, uh, it was funny. I hadn't picked up a fucking Pokemon game in forever. And then Sun and Moon came out and it was like, yeah, I guess I'm doing Pokemon again. I don't know. Um, yeah. And th- in the level where you get Mimikyu, it was just like, my son, <laughs> my son has come home. My child. <laughs>
1: For me, I think Ruby and Sapphire was when I stopped. Like, I got Ruby, and I think that was the last I played, because I think that was the moment as a child where I realized, wait a minute, these are all the same exact fucking game. They're all the exact same game with some different shit layered on top, huh?
0: Yeah, I don't remember if it was gold, gold and silver, or the whatever one was after that.
1: I think that was Ruby Sapphire. I yeah, think that or, was the next one. You're like Emerald or some shit. I don't fucking know. Like, I wouldn't mind getting it for the Switch whenever I have money to spend. Like, getting one and just going through it once again. I want to do a Nuzlocke. Because those look intense.
0: My heart can't take it. <laughs> I've watched other people do that shit. And it's like, I can't. I get it. I name them. I, I can't, <laughs> once I've named something, I can't.
1: <laughs> That's the point. It immediately builds a bond. I the fucking Team Four Star Nuzlocke is honestly art when they get placed with the worst starter of that era, Chikorita, and then have to try to go through the game with this dumbass Chikorita who they named Mr. Steak because they couldn't <laughs> name it Mistake because it's a boy. <laughs> God Mr. it fucking rules. Steak mistake god what else god we keep picking shit where there's so much to talk about and equally so little to talk about because like fucking we can go on i could talk about pokemon snap for an hour and the fact that i will be purchasing it for the switch
0: i will oh yeah are you are you fucking kidding
1: (laughs) right i've got i will, I will m- do
0: whatever it fucking takes to spark joy right now and that's uh <laughs> that's gonna spark a whole lot of fucking joy <laughs>
1: hold on i'm gonna go to ebay and see if i can buy one of those old ass pokemon snap things they had at blockbuster oh that my just print- god <laughs> printed shit out oh my god you can buy the cards because they have like the cards you can scan holy
0: shit oh um, they've got
1: oh my god my
0: brother my brother has pokemon he i mean he has an n64 and he has a bunch of n64 cartridges that he bought off of ebay from china
1: yeah
0: um so he like he just replayed pokemon snap the other day while he was stoned off his ass <laughs>
1: it's so good oh my god i i have to imagine doing the mew level while stoned off your ass has to feel like an artistic achievement because that (laughs) is the toughest shit in the world to do because all the other ones it's like yeah you've taken a picture of that no not with mew with mew it's you just gotta hope you gotta pray aim that camera and snap (laughs) away baby Shit's hard. You gotta like, where
0: you gotta huck the fucking apples at him, and just like turn around,
1: bitch. Dude, that, w- that was <laughs> that was the best part about that game. Was just like, okay, you've played it through once, but have you really? Have you really played it all the way through? Have you thrown the apples everywhere you can? Have you gotten all of the special Pikachu pictures? You know there's a Lapras very, very far away. You just have to aim your camera correctly, dear boy.
0: Yeah, no, the the replay value of Pokemon Snap. Like, oh, so good, so good. And then, you know, you play it again as an adult if you have the, the, the opportunity and the chance. And you're like, you know what, this is still amazing, but also the controls are fucking dick
1: (laughs) i want to go back and play pokemon stadium because i haven't played that since i was a kid and i remember the game itself being like okay this isn't bad but the mini games were fucking insanity the mini games were the best shit on the planet
0: the mini is rule um because my brother has that too and we did play that and they're great the best thing about pokemon stadium though Bar yeah. none is the commentator. Oh, <laughs> the commentator's yeah. so fucking great. Oh, it's Chancy! <laughs> Look at that! It's Lickatong holy fuck it's gyarados (laughs) oh it's so the whoever was doing whoever they fucking got to do that it's all his reactions are just amazing and so fucking stupid (laughs) and just like he had no goddamn clue what he was talking about and he just did his best and it's so good um
1: he's like the smash announcer before the smash announcer was a thing
0: no, the, the Smash announcer is so weird for completely different reasons, because the, the Smash announcer has strange biases that I will never understand. <laughs> Bowser. <laughs> Junior?
1: <laughs> Link. Luigi. <laughs> Ganondorf. Little Mac? <laughs> little mac <laughs> almost as if he's saying that's the one you want to go with huh okay then who's
0: the oh god um
1: pikachu <laughs> greninja Greninja <laughs> <laughs> This is all the episode is now. It's just us doing this. I do love how we this.
0: Greninja's a Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah. He just always sounds kind. He sounds like he's like intrigued, but in a weird kind of like (gasps) Greninja.
1: (laughs) Why don't you come over and see me sometime, Greninja?
0: (laughs) That's what it sounds like.
1: I do love how we've (laughs) talked about three games involving Pokemon for the N64, and we're both like, also, hey, you Pikachu fucking sucked. So we're just gonna ignore that and move on.
0: I remember renting hey, you Pikachu from Blockbuster.
1: Did they give you the microphone? Yes, it, it
0: came with the apparatus.
1: What? Yeah. So you got to spend an entire day as I did going, Pikachu! <laughs> Pikachu, come here! Pikachu!
0: Pikachu, turn Pikachu! left! Pikachu! Go fishing, you piece of <laughs> shit! Pikachu! What? No! No! P- Pikachu! Pikachu!
1: Quit shitting on that log, Pikachu! (laughs) Come here, Jesus! Pikachu, get off the shed! (laughs) (laughs)
0: Pikachu!
1: Pikachu, Pikachu, it's about your dad! Pikachu! (laughs) Pikachu, your dad's in danger! (laughs) (laughs) That's the moment he perks up, Dad? (laughs) What? Well, I guess we should do. I, I'm should we- sorry we have to cut the pokey talk a little early, but I did write an inappropriately long fan fiction, and I'm still trying to make sure this is an hour long podcast. Oh
0: God, damn it! It's that long.
1: It's I usually go about five pages for my hardened the paint ones. This one's seven. This is a seven-page fanfic I've written. Well, we didn't do fanfiction last week. We just yelled about Hawk Babadook for an hour. So I was like, (laughs) let's let's give him something now.
0: It was fantastic. I hope everybody fucking loves the new darling of fun fiction ma- the marvel cinematic universe and our hearts hawk babadook
1: i do uh, <laughs> earlier i tagged you in a tweet where the director of wandavision said due to all of the fan theories people are probably going to be disappointed with the finale of wandavision and i said that just means no hawk babadook you coward
0: and i think my i thought my reply was very funny <laughs> no hawk <huh? laughs> With the with the best with the what no what no head. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to do yours first, and then I'll main event.
0: Um,
1: I think mine will be better as a chaser. It's very short. Oh, okay, okay. Then let me begin. Uh, mine is, I guess, based in red blue. Mine's based in the Vidge game. And it's it's honestly based around a pokemon that I don't care for that much but it's okay. We I made I I myself We will myself. we will
0: by the end of it. <laughs>
1: yes, but you will by the end. <laughs> oh god. Professor Oak sat idly by, waiting for the new trainers in the region to come in and choose their starter Pokemon. Each of the three options sat there, Charmander beaming with pride and gusto, Squirtle with a cool air of aloofness surrounding him, and Bulbasaur, who was rushing about the professor's office, excited for the first trainer that he got to meet. Are you are you implying that Squirtle fucks? <laughs> have you seen him in them sunglasses Squirtle <laughs> fucks dude ah shit i was gonna do a whole segment about which meowth fucks the most alolan meowth normal meowth or i think there's like a third meowth that i can't remember oh, british
0: weird crazy british meowth yeah i think um, it's him A alolan meowth clearly fucks the most
1: oh yeah probably he's on the he just brings in all those people who take visits to alola and it's like let's go you
0: gotta well, here no well before you tell your thing you gotta look up the pictures now you opened you opened this can of worms and if there's one if there's one can of worms we have to acknowledge on the show it's the horny
1: can <laughs> yes all right, so there are uh, I feel like there's three. Oh, Gigantamax Meowth is the other one I think I was thinking of. Well, it's oh, the it's the British one. He's got he's, he's like fucking chimney sweep Meowth. Uh, yeah, no, he definitely Oh, that's Galarian. Galarian Meowth doesn't fuck. Gigantamax Meowth is the one that's just like take Meowth but <laughs> stretch and just make one <laughs> of Meowth but longer. What if <laughs> meowth but longer. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, Alolan Meowth definitely fucks the most. Normal Meowth seems like it would be too eager. (laughs) It would ruin (laughs) the moment. (laughs) Oh, fuck, shit, another Pokemon that I feel like we should have just started by saying, let's do our fanfictions and then we would have kept thinking about shit as we did. Because it's Pokemon adjacent, adjacent, but for the love of God, please go watch Drawfee. Do Pokemon from memory? Oh God, those are always so good. If for no other reason but to meet Sfeel, <laughs> my other favorite Pokemon.
0: Sfeel's <laughs> the best Pokemon, some Julia? would say.
1: Julia, what are you doing? Julia, <laughs> I just want to ask you a question.
0: <laughs> I hope Julia never learns a single thing about Pokemon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, <clears throat> so so uh, Squirtle fucks. All right, Bulbasaur, calm down, the professor commented as he picked up the small creature from the ground and placed him upon a pedestal alongside his two brethren. Bulba, Bulba, he exclaimed in response when suddenly the doors opened. A young, excited trainer entered with a wide-eyed face as he looked upon his selections. Ah, welcome! My name is Professor Oak. I'm the Pokemon Professor. What was your name again? The professor excitedly exclaimed ah yes and are you a boy or a girl (laughs) the professor went through an entire ass spiel before proudly leading the young trainer over to his mini selections the trainer stared down between his three options raising an eyebrow at each before proudly smiling and reaching down to grab the charmander bulbasaur stared up slightly dejected as the trainer began to leave when suddenly a second trainer entered and the young pokemon's ears perked up once again I see your rival has arrived. He's my grandson, Professor Oak smiled, gesturing towards the first trainer. What was his name again? I see. Well, welcome, Assbutt, <laughs> Pro- <laughs> Professor Oak. Led ass
0: fucking Stein. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Professor Oak led Assbutt over to his now two options. The young trainer looked back at his rival and his newly acquired Charmander before smirking and swiping up the Squirtle, whose water-based moves would prove to be a perfect advantage against the Charmander. Bulba Bulbasaur commented as the two trainers left to practice battling with their new Pokemon. Now don't give up hope yet, Bulbasaur, the professor lamented to the sad Pokemon. I've got one last trainer coming in today, and he seems right up your alley. Unfortunately, when that young trainer entered, he simply scowled at Bulbasaur before holding up a badge which read, Yellow Edition, which forced Professor Oak to give him one of his prized Pikachus. Bulbasaur simply sighed before turning in a circle, digging at the ground underneath him to make himself a small bed. Oh, don't worry, Bulbasaur. I'm sure you'll find a home soon. But unfortunately, that home never came. Every week, Professor Oak would bring in a new crop of starter Pokemon, and without fail, they would choose the water type or the fire type. Many were simply there to acquire a Pikachu, especially two bizarre individuals with red and blue hair that kept coming back in strange disguises. Weeks, months passed with Bulbasaur lying there in the bed he had made, resigning himself to never being picked. One night, Professor Oak exclaimed with joy, Bulbasaur, look at that! It's your brother's! And with that, Professor Oak excitedly reached for a remote and turned up the television where Asbutt and his rival were fighting it out, their Charmander and Squirtle both having evolved into Charizard and Blastoise, respectively. Bulbasaur stared up in awe at what his brothers had become, powerful beasts that could destroy anything in their wake. Surely Bulbasaur himself could never be that powerful. He walked over to Professor Oak and climbed in his lap before looking up at him with a raised eyebrow. Ah, well, you see, Ashbot and his rival there are fighting for the opportunity to face off against the Elite Four and establish themselves as the Pokemon champion. Maybe one day you'll be fighting for that very same opportunity. Professor Oak looked down at the Bulbasaur with a smile, but unfortunately, his smile faded as that young Bulbasaur merely sighed before walking back over to his bed and falling asleep.
0: What does, a, right. what does a Bulbasaur sighing sound like?
1: All right, Bulbasaur. Good night. Professor Oak commented quietly before turning off the lights to his lab and returning home. The following day, however, as Professor Oak opened the door to his lab with a fresh Charmander and Squirtle in his arms, he was shocked to discover Bulbasaur was gone. The young grass type had completely disappeared and there was no trace behind, save for a few small blades of grass that led out of the office and directly down Route 1. Professor Oak attempted to give chase, but it was too late. There was no trace of Bulbasaur and all he found were crops of new trainers hungry for new Pokemon, specifically Charmander or Squirtle. Oak gave out their starters with a sigh, wondering where that young Bulbasaur could have went. He leaned back in his office chair before turning on his television set, and what he saw forced him to stand to attention, shocked and awe. It was a live feed of Lieutenant Surge's gym. And while Surge stood there with an armada of electric types at his side, he was confronted by that Bulbasaur. The headline on the television read, Pokemon Challenges Lieutenant Surge? And Oak was terrified of what was going to happen to him, but was suddenly impressed by what he saw. Surge's electric-type Pokemon were no match for Bulbasaur's ground abilities when sent any electric attacks flying into the earth below. Bulbasaur grew stronger throughout the fight, defeating all of Surge's Pokemon when he finally sent out a Pikachu. That very same Pokemon that he was slighted for so many months ago, Bulbasaur stared at it in rage before unleashing a vicious Vine Whip that took out Pikachu in one fell swoop. And thus left Lieutenant Surge with no Pokemon left. Bulbasaur had won and the crowd was left stunned. Do we do we give him a badge <laughs> one of surge's lackeys commented before a shrug was received as his answer he returned with a shrug of his own before grabbing that electric badge and attaching it on the bulb on the back of that young pokemon there's oh, no
0: rules that say a pokemon can't play basketball
1: <laughs> <laughs> i almost wrote that line in here <laughs> Oak leaned back with a sigh and an impressed grin when suddenly dozens of young trainers swarmed his office, each asking for a Bulbasaur of their own. Over the next few weeks, those number of trainers increased as Bulbasaur began to win more and more battles, defeating more trainers and winning more gym badges. Pride swelled in the heart of Professor Oak as that Bulbasaur ran his way through the gym leaders like a vine whip through butter. One day, however, the news told a different story, the story of that Bulbasaur being confronted in the woods by the terrorist organization known as Team Rocket. Those two individuals with blue and red hair were slowly approaching the Bulbasaur, Pokeballs playing at their fingertips when suddenly Bulbasaur caught both of them in a vine whip and held them to the sky, forcing those Pokeballs out of their hands when suddenly a gushing spray of water sent Bulbasaur flying into a nearby tree, being forced to release Jesse and James of Team Rocket. Bulbasaur landed in a heap before slowly standing to see... Asbut, Now sporting a massive red R on their chest. Asbut was now a fully-fledged member of Team Rocket, and standing in front of him was Blastoise, the brother of our our heroic Bulbasaur. So... Should we do this the easy way or the hard way? Assbutt comments as Blastoise's massive water cans aim directly for our Bulbasaur. Assbutt pulls out a Pokeball with a smirk, which is quickly slapped out of his hands by one of Bulbasaur's vines. Hard way it is, then. And with that Bulbasaur was assaulted by a massive hydro pump, pinning him against that tree once again, and despite the fact that the hydro pump wasn't very effective, it still left our hero drained. He attempted to return to the fight with a razor leaf of his own, but those razors flew right by the head of Blastoise, missing him entirely, although they did totally fuck up James's dumb hairdo. Blastoise returned with a massive water cannon, dropping Bulbasaur once again who stared down at the ground, defeated. When suddenly, he saw his paws begin to glow a bright white. What? It can't be! Assbutt comments as Bulbasaur's body begins to levitate in the air, absorbing all of the water that Blastoise had just unleashed on him. He feels that that bulb on his back sprout and send out poisonous spores that head straight for Blastoise, causing the massive creature to fall back, choking as Bulbasaur lands back on the earth, his spores stealing away Blastoise's life for his own as Bulbasaur evolved into Ivysaur. Blastoise attempts to use surf, but due to the poison, he merely sends out a small stream of water that forces Asput to trip and fall on his ass, as Ivysaur lurches back on his haunches before using Giga Drain, a massive beam of green energy which shoots from the newly sprouted flower on Ivy's back directly into the heart of Blastoise, whose body drains before our hero's very eyes, falling to the earth with a massive thump. Ivysaur walks over with a sigh and pets his brother's face when suddenly he feels something crash into his spine and a massive beam of bright white light blinded him. It was a Pokeball thrown by Assbutt. The world suddenly went dark and Ivy found himself trapped inside of that Pokeball. He wrestled with everything he had against the grasp of that Pokeball and right as the LEDs were about to flash red, Ivysaur blasted out of the ball with authority, causing Asbut to recoil in shock. No! No, 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 no! No, not again! Asbut commented as he pulled back his arm, readying to throw another Pokeball, when suddenly he's blasted back by a massive torrent of water, sending him careening into some nearby bushes. Ivy looks over at his brother Blastoise, who gives him a small wink before passing out due to his injuries.
0: If a Blastoise winked at me, that would be fucking terrifying. <laughs>
1: No, that's not fair! You're our Pokemon! James comments before getting slapped across the face by one of Ivy's vines. That crisis averted, Ivy continued down the route and on to his next adventure as Professor Oak watched on, sitting back with a smile. He went outside, bringing a tablet with him to show Ivy's success to the new farm of Bulbasaur's he had opened in the back of his lab. You see, due to the increasing love of Bulbasaur, thanks to Ivy's success, he had to convert his lab into a Bulbasaur farm for all of the young trainers that wanted the grass type to boost their team's success. Meanwhile, Ivy was getting stronger every single day. He managed to rush his way through the rest of the gym leaders quite successfully, each leader being forced to hand over their badge until Ivy had a complete set of all eight badges in his collections. He pranced up to Indigo Plateau, the flower atop his head beaming with a complete set of shining new badges before reaching the top, before reaching the Elite Four, and subsequently being swarmed with news cameras. Unfortunately, he was also quickly approached by Lance, the famed dragon-type trainer of the Elite Four, who looks down at him with a smile that was desperately trying to disguise a scowl. Well, isn't that- the fuck is this? (laughs) Well, isn't that cute? Lance! Lance! Is Ivy going to face the Elite Four? News reporters were screaming over each other, desperate to get a word in with the leader of the Elite Four. Well, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, this is where the bad news comes in. Lance comments with a sinister laugh before glaring down at Ivy. The Elite Four and the Pokemon Championship is a courtesy only extended to trainers. Not sad little Ivysaur's with a death wish. Livy immediately lurches up and bites at Lance, drawing blood from his finger, but unfortunately, he was right. There was a rule in the rule book that says ivy <laughs> Ivysaur can't play basketball. <laughs> Every single champion to ever walk through the hallowed halls of the Elite Four were humans. They were trainers, conductors of an orchestra of violence to be performed for, by their Pokemon. Ivysaur turned back, tears flowing down his face as Lance began to entertain the crowd, sending them into a fit of an uproarious laughter that Ivy could only think was directed towards him. Wait! Wait! A voice called from the stairs up to the plateau. Ivy's ears perked up and he immediately recognized the voice as that of Professor Oak. This Pokemon has a trainer, and this Pokemon deserves to fight. Really, Lance comments, turning around. And who exactly is her trainer? Me, Professor Oak comments before holding out a stack of papers, a stack of adoption papers that signified that Professor Oak was to become the official trainer of Ivy. Ivy looks up and sniffs at the pages before looking up at Oak with that raised eyebrow. I'm sorry, Ivy. I should have known sooner. No one else could see your potential. Uh, Even I couldn't see it, and I raised you, but... I I want you to see something. He pulls out a small photo of that farm filled with excited Bulbasaur's and then pulls out a sheet showing the choices of all the trainers that came through Oak's lab. It inevitably began with Charmander, Squirtle, Charmander, Squirtle, Pikachu, but then something began to change. The choices began to read Charmander, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, before descending into simply Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. You're their hero, Oak commented, setting that photo of those young Bulbasaur's at Ivy's feet. You make them believe that they can do anything, that they can be champions, and today, today you're going to prove that. Professor Oak pulls out a small Pokeball and offers it up to Ivy, who looks at him with a smirk before slapping it out of his hands. Okay, we'll work up to that. Well, gentlemen, Oak comments as he stands with Ivy at his feet. If you'll excuse us, I believe Ivy has a championship to win. Lance stares in fury as Oak and Ivy enter the Elite Four's chambers and proceed to get ready for battle. Well, I say Oak and Ivy, but really this was all Ivy's game. He had studied the Elite Four on Oak's TV for weeks and he knew all of their game plans. He blew, pa- he blew past Lorelei's ice types, decimated Bruno's fighters, and crushed the ghosts of Agatha before arriving at Lance himself. Well, it's good to see you've made it this far, little Ivysaur, but. You are no match for Lance. And with that, Lance sent out his Gyarados, which Ivy quickly eliminated with his grass-type moves. And then Aerodactyl, who Ivy took down just as quickly. Lance stared at Ivy in fury before sending out both of his Dragonairs at the exact same time. Each of them sending out devastating ice beams, which nearly kill Ivy, who looks up at Oak, exhausted. It's okay, Ivy. You can do this. For them. He comments, holding out that picture of the young Bulbasaurs once again, and Ivy quietly coughs before getting back to his feet and sending out two vine whips that wrap around the neck of the two Dragonairs and beginning to drain their energy, giving Ivy a fighting chance. No! Lance screams, frustrated at how this small Ivysaur could be dominating his team. This is ridiculous! He yells in fury before sending out his final Pokemon, Dragonite who sends a massive hyperbeam flying Ivy's way, but instead of it landing, it merely crashes against a massive wall of pure white energy that seemed to sail down those vines, reducing the dragonairs to ash. That energy surrounds and flies all around the room, all focused on Ivy. What is happening? Lance cries as Ivy's body begins to pulsate and grow. A massive tree trunk sprouts from his back, holding that flower with those eight badges, those symbols of his success high. His body rears back up on its hind legs before crashing to the earth, sending a massive earthquake across the room, forcing the Dragonite to fall backwards. The Dragonite stares up just as Ivy finishes her evolution into Venusaur. And that white light collects within his mouth before being fully unleashed as a massive solar beam that sent careening into Dragonite themselves, knocking them unconscious immediately. Impossible. Lance falls to his knees, staring over his fallen dragon. This isn't over yet. This isn't over, Oak. That is still just a sad little Bulbasaur at heart, and I know it. It's a reject, a failure, not fit bleh! Before Lance can finish, hundreds of leaves suddenly (laughs) fill his mouth as Ivy lets out a (laughs) chuckle that rattles the entire room. He and Oak finally leave and enter the final chamber, the chamber of the Pokemon champion. Don't I know you? He comments as he turns around towards the Bulbasaur, and it was that original trainer. That trainer that came to Oak's home and denied Bulbasaur, the one that began this whole thing. Venusaur growls under their breath as the champion smirks and sends out his first pokemon Charizard and without even thinking Venusaur blasts his own brother with a massive solar beam that sends Charizard flying back against the wall The champion stares with a growl before calling back Charizard and sending out the rest of his team, but unfortunately for him, Venus had been waiting for his moment and quickly dispatched with most of them, only having problems with an Alakazam who left him in a state of confusion. Being left with no options, the champion finally sends back out that Charizard. Charizard, use fire blast! The champion screams emphatically, but Charizard refuses. Charizard, what are you doing? Use Fire Blast! Charizard refuses once again, and suddenly the trainer pulls out a whip, which he cracks <laughs> against the back of the Charizard. Use Fire Blast! Damn it! Left with it. Oh no. Left with no choice, his body in pain, Charizard looks down at Venus with remorse in his eyes before opening his mouth and building up a massive burst of fire within his jaws. Venusaur attempts to dodge but merely hurts himself in his confusion and then is forced to stare up as that tirade of fire comes hurling towards his very flammable vegetal body. And then the flames get closer, licking at his skin when suddenly the flames stop. Venusaur looks up in confusion when suddenly he feels rain pouring down upon his body. He looks up to see Blastoise standing at the edge of the battlefield, and suddenly all three of those Pokemon were staring across from one another. Those three stable mates, those three brothers were facing across, and Charizard was furious with Blastoise, screaming at him before building up a massive rage that sent Blastoise flying against the brick wall. This immediately causes Venusaur to look back at his brother in a rage of his own, his body growing and pulsating, growing into that which would eventually be known as a mega evolution. Charizard stares back in fear, his rage quickly subsiding as he realizes what he's done to his brother, but before any roars can exit his mouth, he falls back against that wall as Venusaur charges him and sends him deeper and deeper into the brickwork before unleashing a massive Beam towards him that rushes towards Charizard's head before narrowly avoiding it, crashing into the brick wall next to him. Charizard realizes what he's done and realizes what his brother just sacrificed and stares up at Venusaur in awe before bowing his head before him, forfeiting the match on behalf of the champion. Wait, what? No, 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 you fight him! You fight him now! The champion screams at Charizard before pulling out that whip once again, and Charizard stands, staring down at him as that young trainer began to mercilessly fling that whip at Charizard's body, but it now seems to have no effect. The massive fire type glares down at the now-cowering champion before unleashing an earth-shattering roar that sends the champion rushing out of the room, screaming for his very life. Venusaur chuckles once again, returning to his normal form as he and Charizard go help up that beaten Blastoise.
0: Well. Again, a Pokemon chuckling is just a fucking terrifying.
1: <laughs> I don't like it. Miss Jedi Professor. Oh, God. Well, looks like you've earned this. Oak comments as he grabs one final badge to place upon Venusaur's flower. A badge reading Pokemon Champion. I did have a denouement, but then I realized it was a seven page story. But yeah, afterwards he just goes and like hangs out with those fucking baby bulbasaurs. (laughs) Just sits in the backyard. (laughs) I got emotional writing this one. I was like, I was like fucking Bulbasaur's worked so hard for this. I can't believe it." <laughs> the uh,
0: the whip might have been a little much.
1: I couldn't think. Of, I didn't want to use a whip, but then I was like, "What else?" tanny used to hurt the Charizard probably not a sword sword seems like a bad plan it's a a little over the top and then a little guy just running out and kicking a charizard (laughs) also seemed off so i was like i guess whip but yeah it, it also like has commentary on how fucked up it is that they're forcing animals to fight and so that's kind of the ending is the three big dogs on campus just being like this is fucked up actually
0: Yeah, you did have that one line that I really liked. What was it? The conductors of an orchestra of... um...
1: you mean the one that's gonna earn me a fucking Pulitzer Prize? (laughs) Yeah, let me go. They were trainers, conductors of an orchestra of violence to be performed by their Pokemon. Yeah, that was nice. That was slick. When I wrote that, I went, that's too smart for me. That's too (laughs) smart for me, but okay. Yeah, I was just like, wouldn't it be adorable if Bulbasaur just went to fight the Elite Four on his own? (laughs) All right, let's see. Let's fucking do it.
0: Bulbasaur's big adventure.
1: Bulbasaur's big, big boy adventure. And I like throughout it, like, he's forced to face his demons. First, he has to take down the Pikachu, then the Bulbasaur, and then finally the Charizard. So that's what I wrote. What did you do? I'm sorry, I made a Charizard get whipped. <laughs> now, per the
0: usual, you took us on a sincere, emotional, uh, lengthy journey, and now I'm gonna do some bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> but it is bullshit that I actually worked really hard. On. <laughs> so, uh, yeah,
1: didn't you say like an hour thirty? An hour,
0: an hour and a half. Yeah, a straight hour and a half
1: jesus and now that
0: i'm looking at how short it is i'm like man this took me a long fucking time um so in the last in, in our in our previous episode previously on fun fiction <laughs> um i had threatened you with with bodily harm i said if you did a pokemon song and you were like no no yeah. But but like why would I why would I do that? Like Brian David Gilbert already did like the perfect poker app. I could never improve on that. And we were and I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's true.
1: That's that's a good point. Oh no.
0: But (laughs) No no You know what he didn't do? He didn't do a, a a Pokemon
1: sonnet. He didn't do a perfect Viridian City. No, I... I'm on the road to to Viridian Viridian City! City.
0: Viridian City. No, um... (laughs) the fuck? Viridian City. (laughs) Now, he didn't do a Pokemon Sonnet. So, I mean, that field was wide open.
1: Oh, God.
0: So, for those who don't know, there's... Well, okay, I didn't do a a regular Sonnet. I did specifically a Shakespearean Sonnet. Which is a variation on, on a regular yeah. sonnet. So, uh, the structure of a Shakespearean sonnet is 14 lines in iambic pentameter. Um, and so, iambic pentameter is 10 syllables per line. And so, um, that's usually unstressed, stressed. Yeah, that didn't quite work. That was a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is it. it do, otherwise, it follows the format. It is ten syllables. Um, it is three. Uh, uh, what you call it? Three quatrains of four lines each, and then one couplet. And it does follow the rhyming structure of a b a b c d c d e f e f, and then g g. Yeah. Um, it was just the 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 unstressed stressed was too fucking
1: hard. But oh, otherwise, yeah. sonnets suck to write, dude. Otherwise,
0: I completely followed the structure of a Shakespearean sonnet, and the only line that I directly like stole slash referenced is the first line. All the rest is completely me. Okay. <laughs> Just want to have that known because this is really goddamn hard. Shall I compare thee to a Pokemon? <laughs>
1: Wow, just right off the bat there. Uh, no, it's because you had the cadence of like Bill S. Preston. Yeah. <laughs> Shall I compare thee to a Pokemon, dude? Dude. But
0: one could only ever mimic you.
1: Oh where my cra- god.
0: Where I- don't you fucking interrupt me?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to hold all of it in.
0: <laughs> no, no, I do actually I wanna I wanna see how upset you get, but you know, <laughs> Were I crass, I'd ask you for a ride on. Since I'm not, I'll just take a peek at you. Oh my, oh, I hate you so much. If a vol picture's worth a thousand words, Oh no! and we agree that I'm no Shakespeareo, mm. would your belief in me be undeterred if to your I love you I said, Ditto? <sighs>
1: How do I strangle someone through a computer screen? How do...
0: If there is a chancy that you'd say no, uh, then I may as well be dead in dugong. Oh,
1: God.
0: You would surely break my heart Akuno. kuno, but it's always Fuck dark rye before Fuck the dawn. You. No! Do not leave things all swirlicks and pending, Let's get our Clefairy tale ending.
1: Welcome to the last episode of Fun Fiction, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Because, fuck, holy shit, wow. I don't know how to react to that emotionally.
0: Then I did my job.
1: I do. Di- I- Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. We- well, hey, we timed it perfectly. I think we just got past an hour. So we did- Oh! <laughs> <laughs> worth it! That was worth the effort! Oh! <laughs> Huh, huh. I can't, I can't react like a normal human anymore. You've now broken me down to my base level of just being able to be like, Hey, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote an emotional-ass story about a Bulbasaur achieving its fucking dreams. I made sure. I went on the internet. I was like, what's the least popular starter? And they were like, oh, definitely Bulbasaur. At least from, like, the first gen. So I was like, okay. And then you came in and were like, hey, you know that guy you studied in college a lot? I am gonna doo doo all over him and make a bunch of fucking Pokemon puns. I said Hardekuno. I think that one may have been the worst. I think that one might have been the worst one. Not full pictures worth a thousand words. <laughs> that one was also very good. All that makes me think. God, I want to look up the perfect poker rap lyrics, but the fucking moment when he starts doing the um, doing the uh mom rap. That's supposed to teach kids to stop doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to stay away from Pharaoh Seed, and that's just one name people have for weed. There's <laughs> sage and Slowbro, Oddish and Bondsley, Tropius, Seedot, nuzleaf and Stunky. And he just, like, lists a shit ton of Pokemon that all sound like they could be names for weed. <gasps> I... <laughs> Okay, no, that's it. That's it. We fixed Pokemon. What are we doing next week? I feel like I've been the I've been the deciding factor here for the past few weeks. Next
0: week... You have... Hang on. I gotta... Kid,
1: kiddo, we're getting in the van. It's your special day. Whatever you want to do, we're going. We're going <laughs> to Wally World. Let's go. <laughs> I'm
0: so scared. <laughs> hang on. I gotta pull up the fucking... Sheet. Give
1: me a sec. Yeah, I got that sheet. Oh, by the way, big thanks to Nerd Shri- Shrimp One on Twitter for recommending this to us. Fuck. Like I literally the day of last week's episode, they sent that to me on Twitter and I immediately said, Well, we're doing that. So, yeah, and also if you guys do want to send in recommendations for episodes, you can do that through our personal Twitter accounts at Meg underscore danger or at Scotty Mo, or you can send it to us at a load of pure BS at gmail.com. So, there's no excuse to not give us good episode ideas. <laughs> It has been a while since I made you watch a shitty
0: movie on purpose. Oh no! I, is it the one I have highlighted? I wasn't even looking at it. Then you highlighted it. Oh no! You know what? Yeah, I can leave it up to you. Uh, do you want to watch a really shitty movie that I? You know what? Because that's the thing. I don't even know how. Um, you know what? I could write some really fun, barely tangential related fan fiction about it. <laughs> your head scotty you are the arbiter of your
1: own destiny it's been i think scoob might have been our last somewhat bad film and even that was good okay i did just read i'm on the wiki right now and i did just read the phrase the 123rd variation in the anubis universe which is a buck wild (laughs) thing so i guess next week for we we did our good seo last week and next week we're doing the worst seo because we're doing a <laughs> shitty film from 2001 we're
0: doing the one it's time to do a movie that no one's that no one remembers <laughs> because it's very bad it's time for megan picks uh, a thing oh. that that uh, uh, is probably best forgotten by time because it's really fun to make Scotty watch shitty things from the early 2000s.
1: I don't know why I thought the YouTube link was going to take me to a trailer for the film, but instead it's taken me to the song, I Am the One to Way and Itiko. I did not put that there, you did. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Look, our 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 Google Doc we've made for episode ideas is unfucking tenable. It is <laughs> horrifying to look at.
0: It um, really is. It's it's bad for the eyes. But until next time, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me uh, hanging out at Ash Ketchum's house with his <laughs> Mister Mime, <laughs> who might be his dad. I don't know.
1: Oh shit, hold on, let me open episode ideas, because I just realized, since we didn't talk about this, if in the future we want to, we can discuss Detective Pikachu or the Pokemon movies. We didn't really talk about any of the media. God, we really didn't. How the fuck did we not say a single
0: word about Detective Pikachu? Which is perfect in every way.
1: It is an art- okay, I've already got it on the list, we'll do that one in the future. We will, because,
0: God- I could talk forever about Detective Pikachu. That that should be its own episode. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. You could you could find me onolitclass podcast books classic literature ding dongs love it ono, onolitclass <laughs> wherever podcasts happen. Uh. And and if you if you want me if you, do you want me don't you want me baby um Twitter. Meg underscore danger. Detective
1: Pikachu, though. Right? And <laughs> the part when it's revealed that his dad's Ryan Reynolds all along. And you can find me on Twitter at Scottymo, s-c-o-t-t-y-e-m-o And you can check out all the other podcasts from The Mini Adventures of Sammy Magic to JWF Monday Night Ignition, all at a load of your BS.com
0: thank you to best day he made the music <laughs> that does the podcast it's hey that's podcast music baby if you're like hearing the podcast and you go hey that is, that sure is music you can hear more of it at slash best, best day or by going on to spotify or apple music and searching best day
1: and also make sure to donate to our patreon we got different tier levels but at any of those tier levels you get early access to the show we record these somewhat in advance so a week before the show comes up for you here on your podcatcher you can catch it on patreon for only $2 a month early access to all of our episodes and also you'll be helping the show it would mean the world to us and pick up merchandise <laughs> especially that new Hawk Babadook merch you gotta merch, get that hot hot Hawk Babadook merch at merch.aloto Look, I, earlier I had a I made tacos for dinner and I did put 600 Scoville hot sauce on my tacos but I don't think that's why my stomach's upset I think it's the sonic, cause it didn't start kicking in until you read that sonnet <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's definitely the sonnet. (laughs) It's
1: it's the sonnet! That's a a 700 Scoville hot sonnet. It's that hot, hot sonnet, baby. The hottest pepper in the world, the Scotch sonnet. Right there, baby. I'm just a regular
0: Shakespeareo.
1: (laughs) Yo!